Get this party started. Welcome to Tinsel Tunes. I'm musician and producer Scott Newman. I'm musicologist Jay LaChapelle. And I'm a special guest. My name's Dwayne. A very special guest. Dwayne, I think people know who you are. <laughs> Jay, we're lucky enough to have the OG with us this month. Dwayne Bailey, the, uh, the wonderful man who started Tinsel Tunes. He wanted to come back and join us for an early Christmas in July. Technically, it's still June, but if you start celebrating on June 25th, which is Leon Day, the unfortunately named you know Noel backwards, it's six months to Christmas, we'll count that as well as Christmas in July. So, Dwayne, thank you for being here with us. It's really, really exciting to, to see you. And everybody can't see you, but we can. It's uh, see you and hear you again. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm pleased to be back. I've really, really missed doing the podcast. And um, yeah, I was eager to get back on. So I thought Christmas in July would be perfect. Good, good. We should definitely have you on more often then. That way you can have all the fun of it without all the work. Yeah, of it. right. And it'd be great. And, and uh, we've, we've missed your wonderful Kiwi accent. Jay, we've got to remember to ask Dwayne. Well, actually, why don't we do it right now? Dwayne, did you listen to last month's episode? I'm going to put you on the spot right here. Yes, I did. Uh, it's winter in New Zealand, right? It is. Okay, how cold is it, though? Okay, so where I live, we seldom get to zero degrees Celsius. Okay. Uh, if we get to zero, we consider that a really cold day. Right now, and I'm doing this live as we speak, it is six degrees Celsius and a rainy day. But it's not cold. Six degrees Celsius. What is that in Fahrenheit for us uh, naive Americans who uh, don't under understand Celsius as well? I, I mean, I obviously understand it. Zero is the same as 32 for us. So is that around four, uh, maybe 50 degrees Fahrenheit? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think rainy and six would sound like a raw day to me, right? Kind of chilly, but you said no. No, I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. It's not cold. Okay. The reason I ask is I was curious if... Y'all listen to more Christmas music in your winter because a lot of Christmas music talks about colder weather. It Does does that question make sense? It does, and we don't. You don't? Okay. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I, I dare say that there's a lot of Grinches around in this country. <laughs> okay. Um, and they don't celebrate Christmas until it gets to Christmas. Um, I am in a, quite a few Facebook groups to do with Christmas here in New Zealand, and they're just small groups, and that's just the hardcore um, decorators and so forth. But yeah. most people, we don't generally do Christmas in July. Some of the advertisers are starting to sort of throw uh, some advertising out there, but most people are like, oh, it's not December yet, you know, and they're quite negative about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, judging by the analytics for this podcast, uh, some of the some of our listeners are in the same boat there, and they don't really come out of the woodwork until maybe October, and that's yeah. fine. If that's how you want to celebrate it, hats off to you. Do your thing. We are thrilled that there are people that listen all year long, so welcome back, everybody. Jay, Dwayne had a pretty cool idea for a different kind of episode today. Usually, we pick one song, we go into the history of it, and we play a lot of versions of it. But today we're going to do one album. How does that sound? It sounds fantastic. Change, man. Did I tell you what the album was, or is it a surprise to you? 
It's not a surprise to me. So okay. I, I I could uh, I could feign or pretend to be surprised, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> and as I've said probably umpteen million times between this show and Jingle Jank, the artist in particular has a very fond place in my heart for a number of reasons. So I'm really psyched about the choice. Great. So the album that we're going to do today is called Boogie Woogie Christmas by the Brian Setzer Orchestra. Dwayne, you suggested this one, and I'm really glad you did. Jay and I have done a lot of Brian Setzer tracks on Jingle Jank, and we've always enjoyed the music, but it wasn't until I sat down to prepare for this episode with you that I realized what an outstanding album this is as a whole. And I'm guessing it's very similar for you, and that's why you suggested it. What's mm. your background with the album? Um, well, actually, I'll go back further than the album. Um, I first heard about Brian Setzer when he was with the Stray Cats you know, back in the early 80s. Okay. Back then, I was still trying to find my musical that. identity. Yep. And as listeners uh, for a while will know, I sort of tended to lean towards the heavy metal uh, back in the day. But my dad, mm-hmm. being the guitarist that he was, um, he even though he didn't play Rockabilly or Brian Setzer, his singer was very big into it, and he introduced me to Brian Setzer, you know, with Stray Cats. Um, okay. And it really wasn't until the album came out, and then towards the end of that decade, the end of the 2000s, that I actually found the album and started listening to it. So I didn't, I, I was late to the party on, on the Brian Setzer Orchestra as opposed to Stray Cats. So were you familiar with Brian Setzer as a non-Christmas musician first? Yeah. And then you've discovered yeah. his Christmas stuff? Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mainly the, uh, I actually brought one of his albums before this one uh, for one song called uh, Cats on a Hot Tin Roof, which is a non-Christmas, very oh. rockabilly song. And, and I brought his album with that on, which then eventually led me to this Christmas album. Jay, what's your background with Brian Setzer, if you have one? I do have one, and uh, when I was a kid, I was probably, you know, this was probably seven, eight years old, somewhere in that range. Uh, We got a handful of tapes from, like, Columbia House or one of those things and it was one of those deals yeah, 20 cassettes they, for a penny or something yeah and it was you know my parents were would never do anything my parents were averse to any kinds of deals like that we never had anything cool or anything just showed up so but this was one of those things like where they columbia house just sent them to us like trying to reel you in and you could just keep them and we never got into it but one of them was stray cats and i, I also got you know that also included uh, the cars i uh, i'm trying to remember which album it was but there were a couple of really Huey Lewis and the News would have been right about that same time as well, right? Yeah, I, Huey Lewis and the News uh, four F O R E I think was the album. That was the first concert I ever oh. saw. I was in fourth grade. So yeah, Stray Cats, um, and it would have been the um, I'm trying. To, I'm looking at the discography right now, so it probably would have been like Rant and Rave with the Stray Cats. I'd see, I'm trying to look for the album art, but anyway, I'm, I'm I apologize. I'm yammering, but it was. It was the first music I felt like I discovered on my own that like I didn't hear from my parents. It just fell into the house, quite honestly, yeah. because, you know, Columbia House sent it to us. So that's very cool. And how about his Christmas music? Is that just something we've kind of backed into because of our uh, love and the shows that we do? Our, yeah, our love of the shows, not of each other specifically. But you know, I mean, I love you. <laughs> well, man, we'll but talk not like about that. that. Hey, this is all good. Um you know, no, it's, you know, it's, I honestly, I'm not sure how to answer the question, Scott, because I'm, it's like chicken or egg at this point, yeah. because once I got, he got his hooks into me, Brian Setzer, his voice and his, you know, rockabilly swing style is very distinct. Yep. And he's, he's been in a lot of different projects, um, at least as far as I know. So 
you know, I, I feel like I followed him everywhere he popped up along the way of his musical journey. I don't know. It sounds kind of corny to say it, but. Do you remember right about 1997, maybe 1998, there mm-hmm. was like a, like a swing revival going on? Yes. And I believe uh, Brian Setzer had an album there. The song was Jump, Jive, and Whale. I don't know what the album was. And I remember that song being very big. Uh, Ska was also pretty big, maybe a little bit on its way out. Uh, and I can't remember some of the other bands, but you know, I knew who Brian Setzer was. I don't have as deep a history with him as you, either of you do. I, I probably heard the Stray Cats, but I didn't collect any of their music. And, right. You know, the, he's never been that important to me. But when you and I, Jay, have been doing uh, Jingle Jank episodes and we play his music, we always like it and, and always enjoy it and say, this guy is an incredible musician. The music is always very well produced, really well polished, and, and very enjoyable to listen to. So... I, I think I'm a little more in the shallow end, and you guys are a little more in the deep end. But in preparing for this and listening to this album in its entirety, I was blown away. Yeah, with the album as a whole versus just thinking of it as yeah. singles. If that makes sense to you. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, Brian Setzer is uh, uh, one of those people who seems to be. You know, he seems in the Venn diagram of him and the music he's produced, like it's. The things he's a part of are always really well done, and yeah. uh, I don't. You could just tell when there are people who are really um, just a thousand percent about what they do for the pure, absolute love of doing it and doing it really, really well. And he seems like one of those kinds of people, you know, whatever it is, music or whatever. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, uh, Dwayne. If you'll indulge me, mm-hmm. I'd like to read some of the background that I brought about Brian Setzer. Uh, just a couple paragraphs from Wikipedia here. Brian Setzer Orchestra is a swing and jump blues band formed in 1990 by Stray Cats frontman Brian Setzer. Uh, oh, and it mentions it right here. The, in 1998, the breakout album Dirty Boogie, uh, the group covered Louis Prima's Jump, Jive, and Whale, which originally appeared on Prima's 1957 album The Wildest. Uh, the BSO, I guess that's how the cool kids refer to the Brian Setzer Orchestra. The BSO's follow-up single appearing on the album Vavoom, was getting in the mood. Setzer grew up in Long Island, New York. In his youth, he played the euphonium. I'm not familiar with what a euphonium is. Are either of you? It's, a, it's like a smaller tuba, um, about half oh. the size, and I think it's an octave higher than a, than a tuba. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he played other brass instruments in jazz uh, school jazz bands. In the 1970s, he found ways to hear jazz and big band music at the Village Vanguard, but he was drawn to blues, rock, punk, and rockabilly. He admired the jump blues of Louis Prima and Big Joe Turner, but also the rock and roll of Elvis Presley, Eddie Cochran, Gene Vincent, and Carl Perkins. And Dwayne, I absolutely hear the Elvis influence when I listen to these songs. Oh, and it, yeah, it's definitely. strong. And finally, during the 1980s, he led the rockabilly trio, the Stray Cats, found popular and commercial success with them. After the band broke up, Setzer worked as a sideman on a solo career. In 1994, he released his debut album of the Brian Setzer Orchestra, which combined his rockabilly style with swing, big band, and jump blues. The orchestra had a hit on the Billboard singles with its cover version of Jump, Jive, and Whale, as we mentioned before. So that's the background of the Brian Setzer Orchestra. I'm sure we didn't cover anything that uh, either of you didn't know there. No, in fact, that Jump, Jive, and Whale is on the album that I brought, um, The Dirty Boogie. That's the one that had that hot cats on a hot tin roof um, oh okay cool yeah and i remember buying that whole album just for those two songs at the time because that's what you did back in our day you know you yeah, bought a whole right. album for one song or two songs not like today 
Yeah, I think my my signature Brian Setzer slash Dre Cats would have to be uh, Rock This Town. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that is just, you know, like, you know how you have those songs where it's like, I could just sit there right now, press play, and I could go, like, three and a half minutes and just in my head and hear the whole song yeah. without having to have it, you know? Yeah, that song was huge over here. Uh, I do have a couple notes about his discography because I think it's salient to what we're doing today. Uh, the Brian Setzer Orchestra has nine albums, three of which are Christmas albums. Boogie Woogie Christmas from 2002, Dig That Crazy Christmas from 2005, and Rockin' Rudolph from 2015. So when three of your nine albums are Christmas albums, that's a that's a pretty good chunk of it. So the, he must have some connection yeah. to Christmas. Brian, if you're out there, we'd love to interview you. Uh, just, you know, just throwing that out there. Uh, they have. They, go ahead. Well, I was going to say I follow Brian on Facebook, so I'll yeah, drop him. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, tell him. Yeah, plug the show for us. Yeah. <laughs> I have a theory. Um, yeah. So you know, he is synonymous with um, large scale orchestral production. You know, in his music, and I think Christmas music lends itself mm-hmm. very much to embellishment of large scale. So like when I see him doing a lot of this, it's I think it's because it's it, Christmas music is a, a genre that allows him to like go all eight cylinders, you know, with with his, you know, with what the stuff. Yeah, he likes. that's that's a great point. It's all, a lot of times it's bigger is better yeah. when it comes to Christmas music ensembles. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, groups that play it. And you're right. It, it, the music lends itself extremely yeah. well yeah. Uh, to it. And of course, it'll come back year after year. With with Christmas songs, you know, you've got your Bing Crosby's, your Frank Sinatra's, which most right. of us don't listen to yeah. through the year. But come Christmas, yeah, true. they come back out. So uh, it's guaranteed to be played every year. They do have two Christmas compilation albums. One is called the Best of Collection Christmas Rocks from 2008. And then Christmas Comes Alive, that was a live album in 2010. And they also have two Christmas DVDs, the Brian Setzer Orchestra Live Christmas Extravaganza from 2005 and the Ultimate Christmas Collection, that was a DVD and CD from 2008. So a lot of Christmas credibility yeah, here. for sure. The Stravaganza one is all over YouTube, but in very poor quality. Hmm. Oh, really? Okay, so I haven't seen either of them. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really interesting stuff when it comes to the albums. There were re-releases, there were exclusive tracks uh, that were done for Target, for Walmart, for Kmart. And it was a little hard to find some of them in trying to put together the entirety of this album boogie woogie christmas i was trying to also get those exclusive tracks and i don't have the original cds Hmm. from those you know the target exclusive the kmart exclusive the best buy exclusive so i was hunting and pecking around it looks like those exclusive tracks were later released on other albums so i think i've got it pretty well uh, but i can't guarantee it perfect all right well we'll take a quick break to catch our breath and when we come back we'll start into the music All right, so we're back, everybody, and we're ready to play some music. Jay and Dwayne, are you gentlemen ready to uh, finally get to some Brian Setzer magic here? You bet, dude. Yes. So the first song that we're going to play today, we're going to do about uh, 60-second clips and cross our fingers that Brian Setzer's label doesn't come after us here. This is Jingle Bells, the first track of the album. Jingle 
was a high tempo song Dwayne that was Jingle Bells I think you especially like that one as evidenced by your uh your your moving and shaking that you were doing during the song <laughs> out of all the Brian sets of songs that is my number one uh it's my favorite song of his it's my favorite version of Jingle Bells and I'm going to be doing a drum cover of that song shortly and I use that song on my Christmas display so um I do like that song a lot. Jay, sometimes you hear that an artist is doing Jingle Bells and you're like, ah, Jingle Bells, come on. Uh, that one has a lot more energy than almost any other yeah. versions that I'm familiar with. What do you think? Uh, I would agree. And I think there's like, if there's, it's in the category of, um, if there's a thousand versions of Jingle Bells, obviously we know there's not, there, you know, 975 of them sound pretty close to the same. And there's 25 that sound distinct and that are likable. I would put this, you know, in that category. It's a cover of Jingle Bells that doesn't sound like all of the other covers of Jingle Bells and, and really pumps. Yeah, it goes on the playlist. Yeah, definitely. When I was listening to it, I was also struck by, how impressive the guitar work is on there, Dwayne. It, it's top notch. I, I love it. It is it. really good. It is. And he doesn't play a small guitar, right? Doesn't he play like a Rickenbacker? That's like it's like it's like the size of an upright yeah. bass. Like <laughs> I thought it was like a it's some kind of hollow body. Is am I? Does that matter? I mean, uh, to the uh, uninitiated, it, it, it changes the tone. It's pretty typical for jazz style musicians, uh, and probably yeah. someone like this. Uh, you yeah, know, he's got a great tone. You know, that is kind of his own, and I really, really enjoy it. You couldn't listen to this to kind of relax and chill out, though. No. This is yes. this is a bit upbeat. Right, right. Uh, actually, I think most, and I th- would say most of his music is, too. So let's get to the second song today. This is Boogie Woogie Santa Claus. Well, look here, Jack, there's something down the track. He got rhythm in his feet, but nothing in his head. was boogie woogie santa claus Dwayne, one of the things that stood out to me there was how much gravel he has in his voice i mean my voice just hurts thinking about doing that but he does it very well right. and uh, i don't know how much he tours but i'm <laughs> I, I know he does tour because you can still do his see his christmas shows at least you know he, he's got great control of his voice i like it a lot yeah but he's still touring uh, to this day um, according to facebook um Maybe it's just all those mm. years. I'm assuming he used to be a smoker, or obviously he worked in venues that would have had a lot of smoke in the air, maybe a bit of whiskey, you know, sort of season the old voice a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jay, what do you think? 
Uh, so yeah, file this under senseless speculation, but I almost wonder if there was something wrong with him or going on in his physical, because it does sound more gravelly than Brian Setzer before and okay. after that, in my experience. Like, so this is 2003, right? So yeah, he's done tracks since then. But anyway, it's, uh, it sounded a little, maybe he was trying to pour it on, who knows, you know? Well, if he did, he did it very well, and it sounded quite authentic. So there was no false front about that one. Dwayne, there was a lot of blues influence in this song and i'm a real lover of blues yeah. music so i enjoy this one quite yeah, a bit yeah i'm not a i don't hunt out blues music but whenever it comes on it just really um being that i'm a, more of a rhythmical person um i really swing with it so yep. to say uh, this is probably this isn't actually on my top five list of all brian sets of songs but it's very close yeah me neither it's a good one. It's definitely not. A, I, you know what? We'll have to. I'll have to poll you guys and see what your top three are from this album when we're done. Third song today is Winter Wonderland. Sleigh bells ring. Hey, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. Yeah. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Winter Wonderland. Jay, I was struck by the voice this time. You know, it has a crooner quality to it. Don't sleep on Brian Setzer. It's really good. What do you think of this song? Uh, you know, I'm going to have to go the other way on it. I mean, obviously, good good track. I can't uh, besmirch this. Uh, it's a great version okay. of the song, but my heart belongs to Annie Lennox, and uh, so there's only one version that I really love, and that's uh, that's <laughs> one of them, followed by yeah. Bob Rivers uh, walking around in women's underwear, which is and I would put this at a distant third, but you know, good, good cut. But uh, you know, there's just one of those things. It's nothing that it's not. It's not him. It's me. Like you know, Winter Wonderland is the rhythmics in my mind, and so. Objection, Your Honor. Uh, the the witness is bringing in other albums here, Jay. I don't think that's fair. You can't compare Brian Setzer to uh, a very special Christmas from 1987. Dwayne, at the beginning of this song, uh, I commented to you while we were listening to it, the horn stabs that come in, because it goes, sleigh bells ring, bah! And it was so good, and you were just right in it, right from the beginning. It just it pulls you in. It does, and it takes you straight into the meat of the song. And then, of course, you've got the swing beat that just really drives that song all the way to the end. Why don't you talk about swing for a second? You're an uh, accomplished drummer, and this is one of those things that's kind of hard to describe to people. So I'd like to hear it from you. Okay, so I'm not a technical drummer, but um, swing, uh, so you've got your standard 4-4 four, four beat. So you've got one, two, three, four. You usually have yep. the hi-hat uh, uh, on all one, two, three, four, or a combination and in yep. swing you normally take that that hand that uses that plays the hi-hat over to the ride cymbal and it plays threes not fours and there's a pause in between the, yep. the the single so you go and then there's a pause and then there's a double yeah so if i do this properly without knocking yep. my drink bottle over it goes 
And then in that, you've got your, your, your left hand on the snare on two and four. The right foot is usually doing one and three or a combination of something in between. So it adds rhythmic interest versus just a straight it one, does. two, three, four. Like a train. Yeah, okay. It's almost like a train feel as well. And with swing, you, instead of doing a one and then a pause and a two, you can also do a two and a pause and a one. Um, you can sort of move that around a bit. So uh, how would you rate uh, Brian Setzer's drummer? And I don't know the name of that artist. Well, I happen uh, to I, know. I figured you might, yeah. <laughs> so, so Bernie Drizzel is the drummer on this album, and he, uh, I think Brian Setz has had about three or four different drummers, including um, with Stray Cats. Um, and, and Bernie Drizzel is a swing jazz player. Okay. And he also played with, uh, what's his name? Hang on. Um, Gordon Goodwin's Big Fat Band. Hmm. So he's he's a big band player and he's a jazz player. So it just his style suits perfectly to what Brian's doing. Okay, good. So you'd rate him highly yeah. then, at least for this style of music. I do. I do. Yeah. Cool. Jay, any other thoughts on this song? Uh, you know, again, you know, uh, I'm, I'm partial, but... Um, <laughs> no, okay. So well, uh, anyway, yeah. Dwayne, uh, why don't we move on to the next song? There well, of- actually, actually, I don't, I'd agree with Jay. So even though I like this version, it's not my go-to version. My go-to version is, is the classic... Um, What's his name? Uh, Dean Martin. Dean Martin. Throw my hands in the air, walk away. <laughs> I like slow versions of Winter Wonderland because it evokes ideas of these of peaceful, serene scenes to me. So this one doesn't quite do it as much for me. I, I don't like the song upbeat as much, but it's a quality song. Yeah, he does a great job on it, but it, it's not a go-to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's try the next one here. This is Blue Christmas. I'll have a blue Christmas without you I'll be so blue just thinking about you Decorations of red on a green Christmas tree They just won't mean a thing pretty baby only for you not here with me And when those white, white snowflakes start falling oh yeah, Well, that's when those blue memories start falling You'll be doing all right with your Christmas of white But Dwayne, that was the fourth track, Blue Christmas. Uh, obviously, a pretty, I would say the most famous version of Blue Christmas is Elvis Presley's. You know, th- this one's all right. It's never been a song that I've loved. There was something that I did like about there. There was a, a bass voice there going, ball, 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 and I really enjoyed that. Uh, I, I don't know why that particular part stood out to me, but, uh, you know, it's an okay song. What do you think? Yeah, so it's no secret that I, I'm not a fan of Elvis Presley's Blue Christmas. Okay. Um, this one is fine. I wouldn't. It's the song. I just don't particularly like the song. I don't go and hunt it out to play. However, um, I do like the laid back, almost riding your horse into yeah. town cowboy sort of feel that the song has. Yeah, it had the um, bump a dee da bump a dee da bump kind of feel to it. That yeah, was pretty cool. Just sort of slowly moseying in town. Um, but once again, he does a good job of it. 
but it's not one that I would hunt out to play. Yeah. Just because I don't like the song itself. Jay, do you like Blue Christmas? I don't. I feel like you don't either. Uh, you know, I actually do, but I, I am partial oh, to I'm the sorry. Elvis version. Um, okay, we, that's what we were talking about there. You had to step away for a second. Yeah. Um, the, the Elvis version is probably the most famous one. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of this one in comparison to that? I know we, we uh, dragged you a little bit on the last track for comparing uh, the song to Annie Lennox here, but now I'm curious what you think about this one. So two things. I mean, my, my initial thought was I... I I, I'm not crazy about it simply because I don't like the country. I didn't like the the bobble, bobbing down the trail yeah. feel to it. That's not really yeah. Christmassy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the other thing is, you were Rogers talking about feel. like the yeah, like the 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 beat structure in the last song. Like it felt like they were shorting us a beat here. Like it, um, mm. like I was trying to sing the Elvis version in my head. It almost felt like oh, it was a little bit faster. Like, or and this version's a little bit slower. So that maybe I'm just you know could just be me, but it sounded slower. I didn't think they needed. They really needed to do this song. But the next one that we're gonna listen to, I think this one is absolutely perfect. Mm. This is Santa Claus is back in town. That was Santa Claus is Back in Town. Uh, Jay, the movie Jingle Bell Rocks, I don't know if you ever saw it. Uh, you probably didn't. When they play this song, they're showing a like a Latin American stripper uh, like taking off his clothes to this song, and it's kind of ruined it for me. And now that's all I can picture when I hear this song. Uh, I, I think you mentioned while we were listening to it that this feels like dive bar music. Uh, did I put words in your mouth? No, yeah, sort of, but I'm just thinking of what you said there now. Yeah, you know, the the Jingle Bell Rocks version, you know, they, they, they this part features a male stripper. It's a 59 minutes, 37 seconds in. Uh, <laughs> you, you went to that, that pretty quick. I had that too handy, didn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right there, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I. This is definitely like this. Definitely sound. This song sounds like a dive bar. You know, I picture this song. I picture a couple of mall Santas with their jackets open at the bar over Bud Long necks, while in the background, a couple of other mall Santas break pool cues over each other's heads. You know, and, uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, it does. It's a dark scene. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Dwayne? Yeah, some of our listeners might actually know the song more so from. Um, Kurt Russell singing really? it in the Christmas yeah. Chronicles. Good pull. Yeah. So he's in the jail. There's a scene where he's in jail and he magically makes um, some guitars appear and there's a piano and, you know, Santa magic. As often happens and in jail. He sings his version <laughs> yeah, of the song. It always happens, I tell you. Um, and Kurt Russell's version is slightly faster than this, but I think Brian Setzer does a great version of the song. I'm not particularly, I think Elvis does it as well. Yes. Like yeah. I hardly ever hear. But I do like the Kurt Russell version and the um, Brian Setzer version. Reminds me of that. 
So they're actually quite similar in some ways. Yeah, it's hard to put your own spin on that particular song because it's so incredibly bluesy. Yeah. All right, so the next song here, this one's a little bit of an unfortunate song, but we're going to listen to yeah. it. Uh, it's kind of been canceled a bit, but uh, this is Baby It's Cold Outside. This evening has been, been hoping that you so drop in. Very nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just like ice. My mother will start to worry. Hey, beautiful, what's your hurry? Daddy will be pacing the floor. Listen to that fireplace so roar. Really? That was Baby It's Cold Outside. I think it's unfortunate that the lyrics could be interpreted in different ways and uh, they could be slightly salacious or uh, slightly non-consensual. I don't know. We probably shouldn't talk too much about that because we're way out over our skis, Jay. But, uh, you know, it's yeah. unfortunate because I actually like mm-hmm. the vocals of this song, and I like the harmonies, yeah. and I like the interplay of them. Uh, I should mention this duet was with someone named Anne Margaret, but I don't have any information on who Anne Margaret is. Do either? Yeah, no, she's, she was, uh, she's a very popular performer before our time, um, okay. which is what I – this is kind of a weird mix. This is kind of like <laughs> – this is uh, – maybe I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it happens occasionally. But I would file this duet alongside uh, – Bing Crosby and Bing Crosby, Bing Crosby and David Bowie. Bing Crosby is the one that you buy at the dollar store. That's the uh, the off brand. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Got you an album. It's Bing Crosby. Oh, thanks, Grandma. I appreciate it. Um, Just a fine, just an okay version. What do you think, Dwayne? Yeah, I've never regarded the song as a Christmas song, no matter who sings it. Um, okay. So they just do a good version of this song. Yeah, it, it's fine. There's nothing great, nothing special. As you say, the vocals are great, and it's a little bit mosey down the, the dirt road yeah. a little as well. Yeah. So, But other than that, they do a decent enough job. I really like the next song here. This is the Nutcracker Suite, which I absolutely love. Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker Suite, and I love it when artists take this and do something interesting with it, and uh, spoiler, uh, Brian Setzer does here. Sweet man, that grooves. I defy you to sit still while listening to that one. Both of you were moving uh, during that one. What do you think, Jay? I, I loved it. Um, not my favorite piece of music, and I've got like every song that we visit. I have a, a, a 
very impressionable moment in my life that has fomented or or cemented itself. But uh, I I liked it. It was a much, much more upbeat take on that song. Yeah, I I would like this in a montage in a Christmas movie, Dwayne. You know, like the kind of the unveiling of the big display or or something. Or, you know, when the season's starting and the hustle and the bustle of all the shoppers are, are, you know, present in the mall kind of thing. There was just so much energy. So something in the back of my mind sees it has been used. Yeah, I would be shocked if it hasn't. And I want to say Alf. Alf? Alf, the, the alien, the alien life form? No, 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 the um, oh, Elf, bad comic. E-L-F, yeah. not Alf. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, that's, little, that's, uh, little language barrier there, folks. Yeah. Sorry. That's when yeah. we, that's, those, those are the moments that I wish we videotaped this because the Alf. <laughs> I know. Alf? Yeah. What's an alien doing with Christmas? No, but um, really? but you're right though. It is definitely a song for that. Yes, it does feel like an elf scene. If, if it's not him, it's something extremely similar to it. Yeah. And I just love that. It's obviously not his original because it's a piece of classical music, but it feels very much yeah. like an original. It's good that it's been brought into this sort of media as well. And it's not just another orchestra playing the same song note for note. I don't know if it's a clarinet or an oboe that happened there, but I, I enjoyed that kind of breakdown. And then it went into Brian Setzer's really great jazz guitar work there. Everything about it loved it. Yeah, I, I had to attend a performance of the Nutcracker as a, as a young man, you know, somewhere in like the 10, 11, 12 age. And I'm telling you, if that performance was five minutes long, it was 10 hours. I mean, it was just. It was, <laughs> Not it was, your bag. Okay. Yeah. 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 If there's a death march for suburban kids, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, before the uh, any ballet companies start writing in and uh, go for it, us, Dwayne, do, do you have any other thoughts on this one, Dwayne? Oh, you can imagine them sitting around the table when they were coming up with the tracks for this uh, album, and somebody said, "Oh, you can't do Nutcracker Suite," and Brian goes, "Here, hold my whiskey." You know, yeah, exactly. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The next song is one that I really love. I believe the original artist, her name is K-Star. It's Man with the Bag. It's Everybody's Waiting for oh, Man yeah. with the Bag. And this is a pretty cool song. Here we go. Oh, Mr. Kringle, soon gonna jingle. The bells that'll tingle all your troubles away. Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag. Christmas is coming again. Well, he's got to stay full. It's not gonna stay full. He's got stuff to drop at every stop of the way. Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag. Christmas is coming again. He'll be here with the answer to the prayers that you've made through the years. And you'll get yours if you've done everything you should. Extra special good. He'll make this December a one to remember the best and the merriest you ever did have. Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag. Christmas is here again. That's Man with the Bag. Uh, I'll admit, guys, I'm a little more partial to the K-Star version, but it's fine. What do you think, Dwayne? Yeah, it's fine. It's not a song that I hear a lot at all. However, it'd be nice to hear it while you're out shopping. Yeah. Um, just coming through, I'll say Kmart because we have a Kmart. Oh, you we do? Have okay. multiple Kmarts. Yep. yep. Kmart's live and well in Australia That's where and they New went. Zealand. Uh, That's where spoiler they alert, Dwayne, they're, they're not doing so well, so uh, you probably <laughs> yeah. won't have one for too much longer. But. <laughs> They've just opened up another store here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but this is the I want to hear it while I'm out shopping song. We're focusing our efforts on the New yeah. Zealand market, Jay. We're pulling out of the U.S., but <laughs> yeah. we're booming in New Zealand. But yeah, it's just, it'd be nice to hear it in the shop. Because um, it 
just yeah. make you sort of tap your foot or um, you know bob the head. And as Scott, as the K, I forget who you were saying. K star. K star. Yeah. Is the K Star version like I think it's a like almost just a tick faster than this, right? Because you were talking, it is, yeah. And she's got kind of like Mr. Crinkles, yeah, it's almost like a yeah, it is. And I think that's one of the things that I like about it. And and Dwayne, real quick, one of the reasons that I like this song is we have a store in the U.S. called Joanne Fabrics, it's kind of a crafting store, and craft stores typically get their Christmas stuff in earlier than most other stores because they want people to be able to get a jump on doing their Christmas crafting in, you know, late August, early September. And they don't do these things anymore, but they, you know, a lot of these stores used to sell compilation CDs and there would be kind of this end cap that had probably like a grid of 16 buttons and you could push on it and hear a sample track from each of the, the CDs they were selling. And you knew it was starting to be Christmas because they would slowly replace the ones in the bottom corner with Christmas songs. And for whatever reason, whether it was my Joanne Fabrics or, or it was all the stores, this song would show up. So in late August, I could, I could <laughs> go in there and almost guarantee that I was going to see the K-Star version of Man with the Bag. So what you said resonates with me because, yeah, it, it, it has to do with like the shopping season starting. And I just love it. I love this song. Not necessarily this one, though. The next song uh, is going to be familiar to everybody. This is Sleigh Ride. I just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, tingling, too. All these lovely weather, sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you. Come on, it's lovely weather, for the sleigh ride together with you. That's right. That was Sleigh Ride. Uh, Dwayne, very similar to Jingle Bells on that one, I thought. It had the same kind of feel. Yes. In fact, I actually have to make a correction. So you know how we were talking about um, Nutcracker Suite being a compilation-style song? Yeah. So Nutcracker Suite was a compilation song in Elf, but not for the scene I thought it was. Um, Oh. Yeah, and um, Sleigh Ride was an Elf as a compilation as well. Um, It's when he's building the North Pole within the shop. If I believe rightly. Oh, okay. Yes. I'll have to go back and watch now. Yeah. Like that, Jay, now I've got a reason to go back and watch. Christmas in July, the movie Elf. Yeah. Not to be confused with Alf. Elf, yeah. Uh, which I don't believe has a Christmas Elf, episode. <laughs> we'll have to ask Jerry. Um, if it's okay with you guys, I'm going to skip the uh, the next three songs. It's So They Say It's Christmas, Oh Holy Night, and The Amens. We're going to skip them because this episode is going to run real long if we don't. And honestly... The songs aren't that great. No. Are you guys all right with that? Yeah. I like Oh Holy Night, but yeah. his version. Yeah. I I'll, I will still put the links in the show notes in case you want to go watch them on YouTube and, and check them out. They're fine. They're just not. I don't want to spend a lot of time on there. I really want to get to these exclusive bonus tracks because I think some of them are quite good. Uh, the next one we're going to play is Let It Snow. Let me find it here. Here we go. The weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let us 
a much faster version of Let It Snow than we normally hear, and I liked that one. What do you think, Dwayne? Yeah, I really like this one as well. It's not my go-to. Um, I do like Dean Martin's version as my go-to. Sure. But, but this is great. It gets the foot tapping, and it's just like the first three songs of the album. It's it's grouped in with those ones. And yeah. Great great for a party playlist. And Jay, you, I, I think you said that uh, if this wasn't used in a commercial, it really should be used in a commercial. It's got the energy that you really want to get people hyped up for the holidays. It was enjoyable. What do you think? Yeah, this this version of the song definitely rips in it. Uh, however, I, I love this. This is definitely a playlist, like a party playlist version. Um, but I have to agree with Dwayne. The, the, I believe it's Dean Martin, the older. It's slightly, uh, obviously older, but... Bit slower tempo too, I think. And yeah, this was very so. fast uh, compared to a lot of them. Yeah. This was a Target exclusive from 2003, but I do believe it was released on a later Christmas album of his. So if you if you weren't able to get the Target exclusive disc, you can find this song still. It's it's a shame this wasn't on the album and say take off well any of the last three songs. It would have been a perfect any of the yeah. last three. Yeah, yeah, it was a great great version. Uh, the next song, I, I believe it's a famous Chuck Berry song. Uh, this is Run Run Rudolph. It was a Kmart exclusive in 2003. Run Run Rudolph. Dwayne, this song's never really done it for me. I think it's been covered ad nauseum, and I'm just a little tired of it. It was a fine version, and does well with the rockabilly theme, though. Yeah, I think I agree with you word for word. It's um, it's a great version for what it is. For what it but is, But it's yeah. not, yeah, um, but it's not a song I have on any of my playlists, regardless of who does it. No, me neither. How about you, Jack? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't <laughs> dislike the song, but I would say in the cage match between Brian Setzer and John Cougar Mellencamp for this song, JCM takes it uh, all day long. <laughs> oh boy, here you are again, uh, bringing outside evidence in. Yeah, right? not not bad, but not. I I do, you know, I agree. Like this is. Um, this is kind of a white noise recover of this song. There's nothing particularly spectacular about it. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip over the next song, which is What Do You Do in New Year's Eve? That was a Walmart exclusive from 2003. A fine song, uh, but in the interest of time, I really want to get yeah. to the last three because I think they're more interesting. The next one was a Best Buy exclusive in 2003. This is Cactus Christmas. Santa's yonder in the tumbleweeds On a team of armadillos Wearing cowboy boots and a bow tie His shirt is stuffed with pillows Cactus Christmas Yippee-ki-oh-ki-yay Cactus Christmas There's sand and Santa sleigh Out where the jackrabbits roam There's no place like home For Cactus Christmas 
Yippee-ki-yay, Jay. That was Cactus Christmas. Would you put this on a playlist? Uh, you know, I want to tell you, I went like I did a complete 180 in the in the time it took me to listen to that song. I did <laughs> not listen to this track before the before the show. And uh, at first I was kind of horrified. But uh, by the end of this, uh, yeah, I would put this on a, on a playlist. This was really different. And uh, this this is one of those palate cleansing songs that yeah. you talk about all the time, because if you hear Yippie Kaye in, in the background, that's going to catch your attention. And that is this is not the normal christmas song tropes yeah i would say this song is like uh this is a reach you know and he he went for it and it, i think it's cool you know this is hashtag it's, range it's kind of cool you know? yeah. what do you think Dwayne? uh so i've got three things first of all when i hear yippee ki i don't hear this song <laughs> die hard i hear yeah, die, die hard, hard. Right? Yeah, um, absolutely movie. yeah this yeah. <laughs> it's hard hard not to put the mf at the exactly. end exactly uh this is the second yep. time ever that i've heard the song and it's, oh. it's a little bit catchy. Uh, it's, it will be on my Mosey into Town playlist, you know, on, on my horse, because that's exactly like Blue Christmas. It's got that same feel to it. Um, yep. But it was interesting when he did this little wee with his voice. It, yeah. 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 It was interesting. It was good. Yeah. It wouldn't go on any personal playlists of mine, but a party playlist, yeah, sure, I'd throw it yeah. on there. Or a shop playlist and st- make people stop and look at the speakers and go, what the heck is that? <laughs> yeah, that would yeah, be kind of cool. Yeah. The next one I think is going to be pretty similar to that. This one's Santa Drives a Hot Rod. This was a Target exclusive from 2004. Test. <laughs> I do believe that Santa Slay got a big black Chevrolet. If he's gonna make it around the world on Christmas Day, Santa's got a hot rod. Santa's got a hot rod. It's the only way he can rock and roll that old Christmas sleigh. Dwayne, I believe. Santa Drives a Hot Rod is an original by Brian Setzer. I don't think this is a cover. Do you? I've heard, I, th- I, I think I've heard it before, but I can't say for okay. sure. But it wouldn't if, surprise me. If it is me. an obscure cover, right? Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if it was an original because it goes with their whole rockabilly theme of, like, uh, he uses 57 Chevy Slay on, on the cover, I think. And um, Yeah. Yeah, and, and as a song, yeah, I would put this on a party list. I wouldn't put it on a personal play it to the family list. But, yeah, exactly. But, but I don't want to hear this list. as I'm opening presents on Christmas Day. No, you know? yeah. It doesn't do it for me. But uh, as but, Jay said earlier, though, uh, this feels like one of those prison songs again, like yeah. the Santa Claus is back in town. It kind of, this to me seems, uh, and I, I'm guilty, I feel like I've been a bit critical uh, on this episode, 
Uh, so keeping in form, I guess I'll be nothing but consistent. This seemed to me like like they were like, Brian, we just need you to rip out a Christmas song real quick. What's the yeah, what's can the you pander theme? to the rockabilly Santa's crowd? Santa's got a hot please. rod instead yeah. of a sleigh. Yeah. Done. You know, like, banana, he's got a hot rod. Yeah, exactly. Let's check the list of tropes. Hot rod, tick. V8 engine, tick. Santa Claus is, you know, driving a Chevy, tick. Yeah, yeah. Bad the reindeer, tick. Yeah, exactly. I could see it in a movie, though. You could... Imagine a scene where Santa crashed and the sleigh's all busted up and, and the elves are fixing yeah. the sleigh with this plane in the background and they hot the, yeah. the sleigh up a bit or something. But, yeah. Yeah, it just a, it just it is an what okay it is. song. Yeah, yeah yep. exactly. All right, one more song here and then we'll uh, kind of rank them and, and wrap up. This all is right. Christmas Island. It was a Target exclusive from 2004. How'd you like to spend Christmas on Christmas Island? How'd you like to spend the holiday away across the sea? How'd you like to spend Christmas on Christmas Island? How'd you like to hang a stocking on a great big coconut tree? How'd you like to stay up late? Spend Christmas on Christmas Island. Oh, you will never stay for every day your Christmas dreams come true. That was our last song. That was Christmas Island, the Target exclusive from 2004. Uh, Dwayne, what an Elvis. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? What an homage to Elvis this was. It, it, it certainly is. And you know, with Christmas being in summer here for me, I can yeah. picture myself floating on top of my swimming pool, this plane in the background, <laughs> a cold beer in my hand, and just relaxing. I, I absolutely love how this song just comes across that way. Yeah. I love this song too. It, it, it has a really chill vibe. You know, I know this came from the period where Americans were infatuated with uh, Hawaii and Hawaiian culture and there was a bit of colonialism going on, but I still like this song a lot. I love the original version by the Andrews Sisters. And there's a Jimmy Buffett version, too, that's quite good. But we're, you know, we're obviously not talking about them. But this was good, and it also suited his voice well, Jim. Yeah, I like uh, it. At least I think so. Yeah, he's. I mean, this guy's got incredible range in, in what he does. And this was a really neat version of this song I had not heard before to my recollection before we did this show. So, yeah, I would add this to a playlist for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I would even mm. add this one to a personal playlist. I like the song. I just thought it was yeah. good. Yeah. So we went through a lot of songs today, guys. I'm going to ask each of you, what are the ones that stood out to you? And you know, there's no like official ranking here or anything like that. I just want to know the one or two that you really, really liked today. Why don't you go first, Jay? I'm having a hard time deciding. Yeah? Between what? Well, I'm looking at, I really liked Boogie Woogie Santa Claus. And I yep. would have to say, this is going to, I'm going to go against uh, what I thought here, but I think Cactus Christmas might, might, might make my playlist. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm hedging. I'm, yeah, I'm, it was very I'm fun. I'm going my and, words on yeah. this for our listeners, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm picking something that's a little bit against my normal lean. Cool. How about you, Dwayne? Uh, so I'll preference this just by saying way back a couple of years ago, I sent in my top five Brian Setzer songs into Tim at Can't Wait for Christmas. Oh, okay. Um, and, and yeah, for his um, top five 
yeah, yeah, yeah. segment that he does. Um, and I went back to that list and had a look, and I didn't realise at the time that four of the five songs on that list come from this album. Really? Huh. So, yes. Yeah, so number one was Jingle Bells, and number three, which is the next one from this album, was Sleigh Ride. So I'd pick those two from this album. Um, number two, interestingly enough, was Jingle Bell Rock, yeah, which is not yeah. on this album. Yeah, I wish it was, but I really like yeah. the Nutcracker Suite because I just love that music and I love his interpretation of it. And then Christmas Island was great. I really enjoyed that yeah. one as well. There's so much to like on this album, and I think there's something for everyone, especially if you can get all 18 of these tracks in one place. Uh, even though we skipped a few of them, there it, it was. Yeah. As a whole, it's a really, really great album, and I'm so glad that you suggested it. Dwayne, and you know, the cool thing is we have a couple more albums that we could do on future episodes. So listeners, if you liked this and you want us to do another Brian Setzer Orchestra episode with Dwayne, of course, we, Jay, we would never do this without Dwayne. Of course, um, of course. You know, let us know, uh, tinseltunespodcast at gmail.com. Write in and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And if you haven't done so already, if you could uh, leave us a rating or review in your podcast app, that'll help others find the show. And uh, we'd, uh, we'd really appreciate it if you do it. Any closing thoughts, gentlemen? I just want to thank Dwayne for, for coming and, and sitting and doing the show with us today and making, uh, making time to get together. It's been uh, too long since the last time we had a chance to sit down and do this. And this was thank you for suggesting this album to a really amazing artist. And Brian Setzer always makes me happy. So really, really good choice. And great to see you, Dwayne. Really glad that we were able to do this. Uh, I'm glad as well. Thank you. Um, I've really, really missed not doing the podcast. Well, you are you are welcome back anytime. <laughs> and if you want to do yeah, a whole episode and oh, give absolutely. me a month off, have at it, buddy. You know, <laughs> you you are uh, gone but not forgotten. How? Uh, by the way, for our listeners who uh, who want to know, how is your knee and how is the Christmas light display stuff going? Because that's that was part of the reason that you weren't able to do the show as much anymore, and it became kind of a burden for you, right? Yes. Yeah, so my knee is great. Uh, so I've had both my knees done now in the last twelve months. So I'm okay. double bionic. Replaced with cyborg knees, yep. that's good. Um, yep. Still waiting for the actual superpowers to kick in, but apparently they'll come. Um, <laughs> as for the light display, yeah, I've made huge progress on doing that for this year, and um, I'm on track to actually having it all done probably about October and just ready to be put up in November. Cool. I would really love a bit of a behind-the-scenes uh, video tour of the stuff that you're still doing, you know, to prepare for this season. Uh, if you're on Facebook and you follow the Tinsel Tunes podcast group, Dwayne uh, does a lot of posting there, and I'm so glad he does because it really keeps the, the the whole thing alive. Otherwise, all I would do is be posting whenever we have an episode. And and Dwayne, you have all this cool stuff. I don't know. I just want more. So really, yep. give us whatever you got. I'd love to see. Whatever you want to feed us, whatever you want to spoon feed us. When do you put the lights out? So they start going up early November. So it gives me a month to test oh, all okay. the technology. Because uh, these aren't just lights you put up on the house and it's done. They're all computer controlled. Right. Last year I had a lot of issues with um, water getting into where it shouldn't I do. remember that. Yeah, you were really frustrated. I remember that. I almost gave up. So I thought, okay, I'm going to spend the whole year doing it properly. So I put bits outside in the rain now in winter and run them, make sure they're going to be weatherproof oh, okay. and so forth. So... I'm confident this year will be smooth. 
Well, yeah. I sure hope so, and uh, I'd really love to see it. I'd also like to see some more of your drumming, if you'll uh, if you'll do that. And obviously, if you can do Christmas drumming, drumming to Christmas music, I would love to see that. But uh, you know, don't be shy about posting in that Tinsel Tunes group. You have a lot of people that love you and miss you. All right. Thank you. And in fact, I was planning on producing some Christmas songs for July, for Christmas in July. Um, so I'm just going through and sort of taking the drums out of some of the songs and adding mine and when I play them. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and saying that, we've also just got ourselves a new puppy. And it's like having another baby in the house. Sleepless nights. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Cleaning up afterwards. Oh, yeah. Good uh, for so you, dude. We'll see how that goes as well. Yeah, I have one dog and three cats. One of my cats is here. Yes, yeah, so uh, sat in on the yeah. show with us. Her, her tail um, <laughs> touched the microphone, and that was quite funny. Luckily, there was no noise, but oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So, well, yeah. thanks again, Dwayne, for joining us. I know it's early there for you. It's getting toward the end of the day. Time zones are hard. I messed up last week, so I'm glad we were able to finally make it work, and uh, we're just honored to have you here with no, us. Thank, thank you, you for having me back. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Really great to see you. All right, and listeners, as I mentioned, you can go to tinseltunes.com. You can find out all our socials and how to get in touch with us. You can find our email address. It's tinseltunespodcast at gmail.com. Write in and say hello if you'd like. And uh, until next month, Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. And Merry Christmas from New Zealand.